Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Thank you so much for listening to this teaching. This is another lesson on the building firm foundations for your life in walking with the Lord. Today, I would like to continue the lesson part three called "Knowing Your God." And today, I would like to talk about who God is, the characteristics of God, who loves us so much, bless us, and take care of us. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us through your Word. We ask your Holy Spirit to be our teacher, and we promise you, Lord, that we will receive your Word into our heart and build our faith, and also obey you, Lord. We will not be just hearers of your Word, but we want to be doers of your Word, Father. And we believe, Lord, you will fulfill your promise. You are the faithful God. We thank you, Lord, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. In this lesson, I would like to talk about the characteristic of God. I would like to encourage you to receive the word of God into your heart, and not just listen to build your information in your brain, but believe or. Build up your faith in what God says, and not only that, you should apply what you learn into your daily life. Our God, Jehovah, our Father in heaven, who sent Jesus Christ into the world two thousand plus years ago to die for us, to pay the price for us, He is the Creator of the whole universe. He is the only one, a living God. There is no other God; He is the true and living God. The God that we worship has many names in the Bible, such as Jehovah Rapha, God the physician; Jehovah Jireh, God the provider. He has many names because He has a lot of good, perfect characteristic or attributes in Himself. The God that we worship is everywhere. He is omnipresent. He is everywhere at the same time. You may be sitting in California right now, or in Germany. He is there as well. He is here with me as well. He is everywhere. No one can hide themselves from the eyes of the Lord. He is everywhere, and he also so powerful. His power is unlimited. There's nothing is impossible with him. He is omnipotent. He is very, very powerful. Therefore, we can depend on him. We can trust him. He is also omniscient, or he is all-knowing. Nothing in the world 
that is happening in the past, now, or in the future can escape from His knowing. He knows everything. Our God has three persons, but one God. God the Father, who make a decision what going to happen to our life, what is the calling of our life. He is the giver. He is the one who blesses, protects us. He is the final say for everything in the planet Earth and in the universe. And God the Son, He came into the world 2,000 years ago, and His name is Yeshua Hamashiach, or Jesus Christ. He came to show who God is in the human body, and He also represents God. He is the mediator. He is the one that we will go to the Father through Him. Therefore, we pray in His name. He paid the price for us. He is our Savior. God, the Holy Spirit, He is also God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells in and with and on the believers. Therefore, we need to know how to relate to each of them. The God that we worship is the only one God. He said, you should not practice idolatry or you should not have other gods. No statue of human being that we should worship. We should not have money as our God or hobbies or work or any human being or any material on earth should be our God. We should not worship Satan because he is not God. He is the fallen angel. Our God is so good. He loves us so much. He is full of love. Actually, He is love. And we can depend on His love. There is no limitation with God at all. Every character and attribute that He has is unlimited in Him. I would like to read some scripture and show you the characteristic of our God. In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 3, And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. Isaiah 57, verse 15, For this is what the high and lofty one says, He who lives forever. God is eternal. There is no death, no beginning with God, whose name is holy. I live in a high and holy place, but also with him who is contrite and lowly in spirit to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. The Bible says that our God, the Father of Jesus Christ and the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit is holy. That's why we call the Spirit of God Holy Spirit. He in himself have no flaws, no mistake, no weakness, no shortcomings. He is perfect. He has no sin 
and nothing wrong in him at all. He is full of light. He has no darkness in him. We are worshiping the holy God, and as we know that God is holy, we should pursue holiness, or we should set ourselves apart to be used by God, and we should let Him cleanse everything in our life, our heart, our mind, our emotion, our attitude, our motive, our. Words and actions. Let him cleanse us with his word and with his spirit. God say, "Be holy, for I am holy." So every Christian should set the goal to be a holy priest unto the Lord. That's my goal, and I hope that is your goal. That I don't want to receive or welcome any dirty things into my life. I don't want to be involved with addiction. Any cheating or any wrong motive, wrong attitude. I want the light of God to shine in me and shine out of me. I want to be the light of the world and the salt of this world for the kingdom of God. In First John chapter one verse five, the Bible say, "This is the message we have heard from Him, and declare to you: God is light." In Him there is no darkness at all. God is light. Fill yourself with God. Fill yourself with His holiness and His light. And everywhere you go, you shall be the blessing to people around you. I would like to encourage you. The application of this part is that you make a decision that you want to be. A holy vessel of the Lord. Your heart is pure. Your thoughts are pure. Your actions are pure. You ask Him to cleanse you. This is why I love the file of God that come in and purchase all the chaff, all the dross, all the impurities of my life. I welcome the file of God. I will not welcome something that is of the devil in my life, my home, and my church. I will not welcome any false gods into my life or into my church. I don't want to get involved with fortune telling, idolatry, any sexual immorality, or any corruption, or anything in my life, my home, and my church. Because I want to be a part of the holy bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ezra chapter nine. Verse fifteen. O Lord God of Israel, you are righteous, for we are left as a remnant, as it is this day. Here we are before you in our guilt, though no one can stand before you, because of this. So the Bible says God is righteous, holy, is the. Attribute inside him that he is so perfect and pure, righteousness. It means that he never sin. His act, his thinking, his words are perfect. His action is righteous. He never sin. He never make any mistake. He has no mistake in him at all. 
He is very righteous God. Sin is not in heaven. Sin is not found in him or around him. He is the righteous God, and as a believer, we should follow his footstep. We should follow his character. That we should live a righteous life. Our words and action, our decision, our way of life, everything we do should be righteous and pure, like Him. Our God is a righteous Father. John chapter 17 verse 25. Oh, righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you. This is a prayer of Jesus, and this have known. That you sent me, our God is a righteous God. Therefore, please pursue righteousness through faith in Jesus Christ. By position, you are righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ. He took your sin at the cross, at the Calvary, and He clothed on you the righteousness of God. But in real life, you need to walk righteously as well. Not only that, God is just. Deuteronomy chapter thirty-two, verse four. He is the rock; his work is perfect, for all his ways are justice. A God of truth and without injustice, righteous and upright is he. Our heavenly Father is a just God. He is upright. He never make mistake. Because he's just. When people decide to live in sin and continue in sin, and if they don't want to repent, they need to reap what they sow. Because of his justice, Jesus had to come into the world. To pay the price for our sin, the Bible says that all have sinned and moved far away from the glory of the Lord, and that's why Jesus had to die for us. He is just. Therefore, when people in the world do something wrong, they will face punishment or judgment from the Lord. But when we come to know Jesus and receive the forgiveness of sin and the payment of Jesus that He did at the whipping post and at the cross, we don't need to pay anymore. He paid for us. But we need to fear God. We need to repent of our sin every day. We should walk in the fear of God. My dear brother and sister, I have been a Christian for a long time. About thirty-eight years now, and I have learned that when I become stubborn and rebel against God, the Lord would punish me or discipline me because He loves me and because He is full of justice. Therefore, I would like to encourage all of you: don't live in sin. Repent as soon as you can. If you are stubborn and continue in sin, even though Jesus died for you already, even though your name is recorded in the book of life, but because of His justice, you may have to 
face judgment later on on this planet Earth. And not only that, when you go to heaven, you will miss a lot of rewards because it's just when you faithfully serve God, you obey Him, please Him. He is just. So when you go to heaven, He will reward you according to what you have done and according to your right motive. God is just. Next one, God is love, and because of His love, He show mercy to us. He is long suffering, and He's slow to anger. Psalm chapter one o three verse seventeen. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear Him. I hope you are the one who fears God. Okay, you're not playing around, and His righteousness to Children's children. God show mercy to those who fear Him and love Him, and He show mercy not only to us, but He show mercy to our children and grandchildren when we fear Him. Sometimes we make some mistake unknowingly, or we make a wrong decision, but by the love and the mercy of God, He rescue us. He changed the nice season of our life because we make a mistake into the morning again. He put favor on our life and he take us out from the problems. I remember the story of Moses. Moses later on he find out that he is a Hebrew, and he did not control his emotion. He killed an Egyptian, and he has to run away into the back part of the desert. And he was a shepherd for forty years, but by the mercy of God, God came and visited him on the mountain and called him to be a savior of the Hebrews in that generation. I myself have made many mistake because. I was ignorant. I did not know the Bible, but I look back in my life. God show mercy to me because I pursue Him. I follow Him. I want to know Him, and I want to repent as soon as possible. I have seen so many Christians who make mistake for a long time, and sometimes I wonder why has God not punished them. Because they are so stubborn, and the Lord remind me, I am long suffering, I'm slow to anger, and I am merciful God. But I don't want to say this so that you can continue in sin, because eventually, by the justice of God, He may need to lift the mercy and the grace out of you, so that you. Can learn the lesson, or you can be disciplined by him, so that you can repent and get out of a big problem later on. Psalm chapter one o eight verse four: For your mercy is great above the heavens, and your truth reaches to the cloud. Again, the Bible say, God is merciful; He is love. 
we can rely on Him, depend on Him, trust Him. We can cry out to Him when we face a challenge or difficult situation. God, show mercy to me. You are the gracious God. You love me. God is also faithful. He keeps His promises. Whatever He say, He will do it. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for He who promised is faithful. God is faithful. You can really trust Him. Whatever He say, if we believe, we hold on to His promise by faith. We don't give up. Eventually. The fulfillment of His promise will come. Hebrews chapter eleven verse eleven. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged Him faithful, who had promised. God is faithful. He will do what He say. How about us? What we need to do? We need to walk by faith. We need to believe that what He say shall be fulfilled, and at the same time, receive and embrace His character. God is merciful; we should be merciful. God is love; we should walk in love. God is just; we should be just. We should not take side. We should not play. Favoritism to our children or the members in the church, we should be full of justice like Him. God is righteous; we should walk righteously. God is holy; we should desire holiness in our life, and we should be faithful. Whatever we promise people, we should fulfill our promise. Psalm chapter one o four verse twenty four. O Lord. How manifold are your works! In wisdom, you have made them all. The earth is full of your possessions. Our Lord is full of unlimited wisdom. He knows what to do. He knows how to solve the problem. He knows what to say at the right time, at the right place, to the right people. We can ask God to give us His. Wisdom, not man intellect, not man intellectual ability, but the supernatural wisdom of God is available to us, and His wisdom can be used in any circumstance, and it will bring victory, it will bring breakthroughs, and it will help us to live a victorious life. God is very wise. I hook up to the Holy Spirit, because the Spirit of Wisdom can talk to me, tell me what to do in my surgery. Actually, today I perform a surgery this afternoon, and the Lord guided me throughout the whole surgery to the end, and it was successful. When I closed the wound, I say, "Praise the Lord! The wisdom of God led my hand, led my eyes." Let my decision what to do for this difficult surgery. 
it was quite difficult because the patient had surgery by another surgeon, and when I got in there, there are scars. It's hard to deal with scar in the body. But the Lord tell me this and that and this. He guided me with His wisdom. Ephesians chapter three verse ten, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church. To the principalities and powers in the heavenly places, we are the church of God, and we should be filled with the Holy Spirit, and we should connect to the Holy Spirit, and He can speak to us in our heart. He can fill us with the wisdom. We walk in the fear of God. The Bible said, "Those who fear God will have the wisdom from God." Therefore, we should love God. Fear God, walk by the leading of the Holy Spirit, and let the Lord show us the wisdom from the Scripture, from the leading of the Holy Spirit, and we're gonna be the salt and the light in our home, to our loved ones, our relatives, to the workplace, to our school, to the neighbors, and if people could not resolve any problem, they struggle with their life, they come to you. And suddenly, the words of wisdom come on your heart, and you say, "This is the solution." I like the story of Joseph, the story of Daniel. These two men were full of wisdom of God. Daniel helped the king to resolve the problem. Joseph helped Pharaoh to resolve the problem in the nation of Egypt. You should be like this. In this generation, you should be the people who is full of wisdom, not your own wisdom, not your smartness, but the wisdom of God. Seek the wisdom of God, and she will give you success, and she will put you the head, not the tail. Fear the Lord. So let us embrace all this characteristic of God. The God that we worship is not just an energy. Like electricity, he is the person. When I say person, I don't say man. It means that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit has emotion, feeling, thoughts, decision. They can speak. They can communicate. They want to have relationship with us, who are the children of God. That's why we pray, we talk, and listen to Him. They have power. They can. Take action; they can command and send the angel charge over us. God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are persons. They are not just energy or material. We can relate to them, and they are powerful. They are holy, righteous, full of wisdom, full of justice. They are merciful, and they love us so much. God. Love us so much, and He demonstrated His love through the Lord Jesus Christ by dying for us. He demonstrated His love by sending the Holy Spirit to be our counselor, to be our comforter and helper. Thank God, and He is our healer. He is our savior, healer, deliverer. He is our wisdom, and He is our provider. He is everything that we need in our life. Thank God that we worship 
the Almighty God, and we can serve Him. And one day, we will stand in His presence in heaven for eternity. He has no beginning and He has no end, and we're gonna have eternal life in heaven and be in His presence for eternity. I would like to ask a couple questions, and you can write it down. After you listen to this teaching, please write down the attributes of God that you learn in this lesson. What are the attributes of God? When God shows up in your life, His attribute will come in. And I hope that you embrace His attributes. The second question, how are you going to apply the truth you learn from this lesson? You learn that God is powerful. He is omnipresent. He is omniscient. He knows everything. He is everywhere. He is full of wisdom. He is merciful. He is just. How are you going to apply all this truth in your daily life, in your daily walk, your relationship with your family, co-worker, your boss, your employees, your church brothers and sisters, your pastor, how you can apply this and your relationship with God too. Write the answer down. Thank you again for spending time with me and I will come back for the next lesson in the near future. I would like to encourage you to listen to the first eight lessons in this series. In this series of teaching, there will be a lot of teachings because I try to lay firm foundation for all of you. This lesson, Knowing Your God, has three parts. I already taught the first part, the second part. This is the third part. Please listen to the first two parts if you have not done so. God bless you. May the Lord be with you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord shine His face upon you and give you grace. May He lift up His countenance over you and give you shalom. In the wonderful name of Jeshu Hamachik, I am Pastor Da loved you and we believe you're going to be a very fruitful, strong, prosperous Christian or disciple of Jesus Christ. See you in the next teaching. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.